welcome back. Uh, Brad has been one of our hosts uh, since day one. It is two o'clock. Brad, it's on you. We'll see you guys in the next 50 minutes. All right. Thank you very much, Francisque, and thank you so much, John. We appreciate that. Hopefully, I won't have one of those little internet gremlins that pop up as well, but um, very excited about this next session here. And uh, before we get started, I do want to remind you, if you have a question, just type it into the chat feature and we will get those questions through. This is all about you who is viewing right now, as well as people like IMI Performance Inc., High Torque IMI, and being able to talk about some of the great products that are available to the motorsports industry here at Online Race Industry Week. So if you have a question, type it into the chat and we will get it out there. And I do want to remind you as well that you can always go to epartrade.com if you've got something for one of our vendors like IMI Performance and you want to contact them directly, you can go straight to their product page and you can be able to do that. So joining us right now, and uh, and help me if I get the name wrong here because I'm the okay. worst at butchering last names, but is it is it Isom? Isom? How do you pronounce it? Isom. Last? Isom. Okay. Isom. Yes, thank you for that. No, and thank Ms. you very much. And of course, James. Hello. Hello, James, and thank you. Uh, Jack is the owner and CEO of High Torque IMI Performance Products, Inc. And uh, James, uh, nine years experience tuning mechanical fuel injection and supercharged applications, 2018 Sifka Funny Car Champion, builder of two blown alcohol funny cars, manager at Good Vibrations Motorsports, a consultant for Enderly Fuel Injection, a manufacturer rep for 15 companies, and we're going to talk about starters. We're going to talk about alternators. We're going to talk about probably um, parts of the engine and parts of underneath the hood of race cars and performance vehicles that maybe some people might take for granted as well. Um, so, Jack, I just want to start with you. Um, talk about your products, your starters, what makes them different, and really how they apply uh, to the motorsports industry. Uh, I am my performance products. I guess, I guess. It's you got to start no matter all the work you put into one of these vehicles and get to the racetrack. And if you can't start that stinker, it's all for naught. I like to believe that we provide, if not the one of the finest products available for the, for this particular market, as well as for the, uh, industrial market, marine applications for which we provide certification. Uh, we cover a whole host of things uh, to include, and it was Miss Judy that asked me, Miss Judy King, where is she? She's so much better looking than you are. I, I got to <laughs> In any event, uh, we, we miss her. And uh, it's a delight. But we, we buy our product from Denzel. Nip and Denzel formerly, but today it's called Denzel. And we do not use a product from the same country that brought us our COVID-19 Chinese flu, if you will. Uh, and I'm proud of that. Most of the most of our competitors provide a Chinese knockoff. The old saying, what is it? Goes my partner used to say, cheap work is not good and good work is not cheap. And uh, I like to believe that 
We provide a quality product first and foremost. We got into this business because I worked at a shop where we rebuilt starters and alternators. And one of the fellows came to me one day who was an industrial fellow, worked on forklifts. Jack, he said, can't you come up with a starter for us that lasts as long as the starters and with the same amount of reliability as what's in that Toyota forklift. So it made me think, hmm, what is special about that? I was not familiar with the end users beyond selling a product and out the door it went. So I did my own research and it was the design of the starter. It's an offset gear reduction uh, and it varies in terms of kilowatt rating, it varies in rotation, clockwise, counterclockwise, kilowatt rating. Do we want it? Do we need torque on this engine to fire it? Do we need RPMs to fire it? And that's what we do here. We'll decide whether we need to increase or how we're gonna increase the RPMs depending upon the size of the pinion gear, number of turns and all of those silly things that I don't wanna bore you with. But we have a host of applications and begin with, as I said, the industrial applications and then the same fellows that were coming to us that uh, for their forklift starter said, can you make one to fit a Chevrolet? Well, I suppose we can, why not? So we went and bought an engine. Oh, what, I can afford an engine to set in my shop? Just, uh, that's okay. So we did and it worked and they were delighted with it. And then somebody else. Well, you did one for a Chevrolet. What about us Ford guys? Okay, so we'll do that. And then the Volkswagen, we do a tremendous amount of work for the off-road folks. Uh, and then it just seems to grow from there. And uh, then the these silly guys, oh, God love them. The, these tractor pull individuals for which, you know, it's the American way. If you go, if you go fast, the next guy wants to go faster. When was the very first race? The moment a second car was made? I mean, everybody knows that. It's fun, whether it's a boat, whatever, but I'm jabbering on and I'm sorry for that. Uh, James, kind of somebody cut me off and <laughs> to embarrass <laughs> myself. Well, let, let, let me jump in here uh, and ask James, you know, uh, with what you do and your experience and tuning and building and all of that, I, I truly think when it comes to a starter and sometimes when it comes to an alternator, these are some things that people take for granted because, you know, a starter is something you don't think about until you need it. And sometimes you need it in the middle of a race, something stalls, something like that. And all of a sudden, the worst thing you want to do is find out that what you have underneath there trying to crank over that engine is not enough when it's a hot engine, different things like that. So uh, I guess kind of 
talk to the importance of these parts on the car that, again, people only think about once when they go to start it, but when they need to restart it, it's a really big thing. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we're, I'm in the hardcore drag racing, and these guys got to start on the line, and uh, they're trying to increase their show and make it faster. So every time, you know, a car comes out, uh, they want to make sure that they're an onboard starters on there, and you got to make sure it starts the first time and, uh, you know, gets the show on the road. And uh, we've, we've had plenty of success with Jack and uh, putting starters on all different motors, from Chevys to Hemis, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, but picking the right starter is always, always the case. You know, if you're running a Magneto, if you're running an electronic ignition, um, you know, we got to figure out uh, what, it, what it's going to take. And Jack over here has got to figure it out. So, some, some of the things that get into the problems, as you, as you indicated, have to do with the design of the solenoid itself and I've got a couple here I'm going to show you. This is typically a solenoid design as used on most of the starters that you see today. It's tightly encapsulated in steel. There's no vent, no vent whatsoever. There's no way for this thing to dissipate any heat. On the other hand, we have the Denzel solenoid encased in aluminum, which is going to dissipate heat certainly much more efficiently than the steel of the, of the regular conventional type solenoid. But beyond that, inside, although you can't see in here, there's probably room for at least a half cup volume of air. Furthermore, it's also equipped with a small vent hole. When the plunger, when the starter is excited and the plunger pushes through and pulls back, it actually allows the solenoid to breathe. The solenoid is probably the most common failure associated with the starters today out there on the racetrack. They get hot, they just won't start. I've been there. I did that. I, I had a new Mercedes. I took, um, our son was coming from Hawaii to visit and she says, he's celebrating his 21st birthday. Let's go to Vegas. I said, okay. Get some plane tickets. We'll leave. We'll fly out of Long Beach and get there in 45 minutes. She said, we have a new car. I said, I don't want to drive. Yes, we're going to take the new car. Guess what? Solenoid got hot, but it's a tough drive. What did I do? I opened the hood. I went and poured a nice cup of cool water took a straw, blew the water onto the solenoid, the starter, jumped in, fired it up. That's on a new car, a Bosch unit. Ah, but it happens. It's just, this is not a good design, I'm telling you. Denzel makes the newer type, but this is what we prefer to use the what they call the R design or the RA design. 
Now, Jack, you have uh, you've managed to obtain patents for your starter design in the U.S., in Canada, in Australia, and Germany. Now, what separates your design now when you take the Denso products? What separates your designs and actually improves okay. on it? Yeah, first of all, nobody ever copies a bad idea, do they? I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, some of the things that we did. I'll see if I can answer that directly. Uh, we enable, because fitment is always an issue. Uh, keep in mind, you can't put three pounds of poop into a two pound sack. I mean, keep that foremost in your mind when you're crawling up there to, to install the starter. Uh, we one of the pieces associated with our patent design was the ability to take that starter and to rotate it easily to enable, hand me one of the, oh, we use this one. Here's, here's a mounting plate for one of the newer LS engines. And you can see the location here, this enables us it's going to fasten up this way, but it enables us to turn the back of the starter to gain clearance between the unique exhaust pan, oil pan. Some of those things were taken into consideration. It's just a different thought, different thought. Yeah, but it's change the world, aren't we? Isn't that one of our purposes for being on? It's to change the world. This is my little change. Big deal. But it's something. It is a big deal, especially when you consider watching people on a build, you know, trying to fit different uh -oh. things in and, you know, work exhaust around and all of that just to be able to have that option. Um, because that, you know, that option doesn't exist in other applications. Yes. yes. Internet connection is unstable. It's fine. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is all scary stuff. I see these little things come up at the bottom. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. okay. It, it, look, it, it happens uh, on every end to all of us at some point. So uh, so don't stress over okay. that. Trust me, I do. Um, but but uh, but don't stress over that. I do want to get to a couple of things about your company, though. I am my uh, yes. high guy, my performance products, and yes. obviously being able to service the customer um, with everything you do is, is very important because when people need a product, you got to get a product out there to them. So typically, um, how long does it take for IMI to ship an order? If I need a starter and, and we get together, if, if I get a call by three o'clock in the afternoon California time, I can get it out that afternoon unless you have some special requirements in terms of, you know, a, a unique carrier that we're not familiar with. But typically we use UPS, FedEx, uh, DHL, et cetera. So unless of course the fellow needs a hundred units tomorrow, that's gonna be a bit different, but we'll work toward that, but not from three o'clock, I, I promise you. James, I want to ask you in, in your real world applications of this, and as people are looking at this, it, there's a lot of mistakes that can be made along the way, wrong wiring, wrong grounding, 
you know, a, a lot of different things. What what advice would you give to people, especially when they're doing a build or when they're working on their race car or their performance products, whatever it might be, that when it comes to the starter, when it comes to the alternator, when it comes to doing everything the right way, wiring wise, especially, and depending on what kind of ignition system they're working with and all of that, what are considerations people really need to, to have? I think a lot of people kind of skip out on the starter you know they don't think twice about it um i always think if you if you buy cheap you buy twice kind of thing and uh the reliability is pretty much unmatched you know by the imi starter and uh, we've used it on multiple builds uh, multiple cars we put together and i'd say it always fits the first time you know i never have a problem with fitment um it fires the first time reliability is, is key there and uh just never had had an issue and if we did have an issue like if there was something like a customer had an issue with they were able to send it back to you guys fix it really quick and get it back out there but very very few issues come back and uh, we sell their stars at, at good vibrations i put one on an ls i put one on a hemi um, we've got chevy guys with blown cars out there that are trying to figure out you know how how big of a starter do i need to put or how you know what kilowatt what gear ratio um though I put on there. So a lot of questions guys have when putting starters on motors. And if we can't answer it, I just tell them, you know, pick up the phone, give give Jack a call, give Chris a call, and they'll take care of it. Yeah. That's what we do. We make chicken soup out of chicken poop. That's my job. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, like I said, we've, we've done many starters and uh, a lot of guys, they, 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 they'll call us, they put a cheap starter that they got on the internet and it worked the first couple of times or, you know, they blew it out pretty quick or they got to the line in the final round and didn't fire up on them. You know, those type of issues, we don't get those calls. We really don't get those calls. We sell a starter. I can sell it to Australia. I can sell it to Germany and I'll know it's the right starter. They can stand behind it and, uh, you know, it's going to be the, the right one and the guys will be happy with the product and it's proven time and time again. All right. Well, gentlemen, we have a couple of questions from the chat uh, that people who are watching right now want to know. Um, and we're just going to ask them in the order that they come in. If you have a question, you can type one in the chat feature uh, just right down there at the bottom. Click on it and you can type in a question uh, for either Jack or James. Uh, the first question comes from Derek Dixon says, do you have any experience in Vistion starters? In what? Vistion starters? Vistion. Vistion. Uh, yeah. Vistion. Yes. That the Vistion piece uh, came from Korea, if I'm not mistaken, and was utilized quite often by Ford Motor Company. And we have replaced a number of those, particularly on the Ford diesel engines. Uh, but we don't mess with Vistion. Again, Denso. <laughs> made it in the usa <laughs> i think the key word there is you say you replaced and i'm sure there is yes yes uh, well that's it's funny you say that because we have customers that will bring a starter in to our shop and it's not working okay let's take a look at it and as soon as you get a hold of it you know whether or not it's one of your own products like anybody else uh Okay, and you take it apart, you look at it, you go through, uh, you ask the customer, is his battery up to snuff? Is he using the right cables? What kind of you know, ground? And there's always the guy, I just put a new battery in. I just put a new battery in. 
and then you convince him to come down to the shop in the vehicle and he had to get it pushed, started to get there. And you look at the battery and you say, you told me you just bought this. I did. From where? A junkyard. I said, you, you moron. What? You know, there's no help. So, but it happens. It happens. Uh, and it's, it's okay. So you, you do the best you can. Yeah. Uh, another one from the chat. It says, thanks for making a starter that clocks, you know, talking about being able to rotate it and small enough to shield from exhaust. I have them on my personal muscle cars and never worry about having anything to start after running them hard uh, with the buildup. So thank you very much for that. Thank, and again. Yeah. Whoever that came from. Thank you. Uh, we do typically the, the uh, muscle cars, you know, American muscle cars, Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge. I, my personal car is a is a hybrid of some sort, I guess, because it's got a Chrysler badge on it, made in the UK with a Ford engine. That's a Sunbeam Tiger. But uh, my wife says I can't race anymore, and yet when I get in that little car, she. She has her fingers crossed and her rosary clutched in her hand and we have fun. It's, it's a good car. It really is. It's fun. Oh my. I, I just heard the theme from, from get smart in my head. When you mentioned That's the exactly Tiger. right. Good for you because I have so many people that come up and say, God, that's neat. What is it? <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's, that is, that is just too amazing. By the way, that was Otis Bailey uh, who had asked that question about, um, or who had just made the comment about it working. Uh, but, but you mentioned that. I mean, you know, this is obviously online race industry week, but beyond racing, you had talked about some of the applications from marine to industrial, uh, everything that high torque IMI performance products offers up there. What other types of industries, who can you service? No, we, we are starters exclusively. That's, that's all I'm doing anymore. I, I pulled out of that, uh, that alternator business. It, it just got nuts. So uh, I'm telling you, we, one of our designs, one of our unique designs was to take a Denzel alternator, a small 45 amp alternator, managed to put it inside of a, uh, an aluminum sleeve, if you will, that replicated that of a, a Ford, an early Ford flathead. And as you well know, the old Ford flatheads, you couldn't get very much in terms of amperage out of those silly things, 23 amps, downhill, tailwind, and such. But now we put together this this alternator in a Denzel inside, and it looks right spot on, the same as that, and I sold a number of them. And yet, it wasn't six months later, and the Chinese product is in the middle of it. I couldn't compete. I just can't compete. Thank yeah. you, China. I think I think what Brad was asking too is like what other industries like uh, you like forklifts and oh industry specifically yeah. yes sir oh yeah. I apologize uh, gracious yes gas mining 
we uh, we provide product for the gas mining industry. We were requested to design what they call a class one division two starter for uh, a unique application, which was a lot of fun. I learned more about metallurgy through a three month period than you would ever care to know. Uh, I could bore you for days with that, but let's not. But what it amounted to, we designed a, a pinion gear, an 11 tooth pinion, just duplicating what we had. However, that was manufactured out of copper beryllium. Why? Copper beryllium? Go ahead, ask. Yeah, why? <laughs> ah, good curiosity. Thank you. <laughs> no spark. No spark. Ah. Copper beryllium, when it strikes the flywheel, there is no spark. And yet, if you look uh, in boats or if you can manage to somehow view that pinion gear, when it strikes that flywheel, there is a spark. So we had to come up with something with no spark and we did it. I'm proud of that. Uh, and we continue to sell them. It's, it's a unique piece, uh, as well as the SAE J1171 ignition protection associated with those for marine applications. Uh, top mount, I guess that's not that big a deal, but if it's at the bottom of the engine in a boat, it should have that certification. And we've done that. We provide uh, what they call a wet clutch seal for many of the industrial applications where they have oil in the bell housing and you don't want that oil to go back up into the, into the starter because that's going to create a real problem real quick. Uh, so we've we've designed that as well. Uh, what other industries? Anybody help me? Forklifts. I mean, forklifts. <laughs> That's our probably our strength. It happens to be the forklift industry. Believe it or not, uh, we do. We sell a lot of forklift starters, and I think the primary reason for that is. The, the fellas that text, particularly the independent shops, those where uh, it's a one or two man shop, three man shop, he's got to drive 60 miles, replace a starter, and he gets a call two weeks later and he's got to go out and replace that. A Chinese unit, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to do replace a competitive unit. They buy our unit because the one complaint that I've had from some of the forklift guys is, damn it, Jack, the starters are lasting too long. So I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good thing, I think. Is it not? No. Okay. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. James, I want to ask you in, in, in racing applications, as you well know, um, you know, everyone, number one, 
wants it to work. Uh, but number two wants it to be lightweight, wants it to be efficient. They want everything somewhere. Sometimes there is a compromise. Um, but you know, again, in your experience and especially working with high torque IMI, um, what is a racer getting? I think it's the best, uh, bang for your buck. Like I said, I think you're, you're getting a quality piece. It's, it's definitely, um, time so reliability is number is key in racing and you got to be able to start the first time it's got to be able to start no matter it's the first round final round qualifying you've got to be able to get out there whether you're in a boat whether you're in a drag car you're out in the dunes stuck somewhere you know you got to be able to, to fire it up and so reliability is, is definitely number one you're going to get that and for the price that we sell them for and for a lot of the other guys out there selling them for it, it's a good price for it i mean you're, it's it's definitely um it's a little bit better than that, that Chinese, as far as it's going to cost you a little bit more, but in the long run, it's going to save you a lot and uh, a lot of headaches uh, and a lot of uh, problems down the line that you may run into. Um, so those are two things. I mean, I, I don't have experiences as far as all the other starters out there, as far as weight goes. So it's not a big weight. It's not a big weight saver. I wouldn't say I mean, this, as far as that, but uh, you're definitely, if you're a Marine guy and you need it coded, that's definitely something they offer. We get a lot of guys that do like uh, just hobby boats with blown, blown engines on there and they want them coated. Um, and these guys offer them and they work and uh, never had a problem. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's good. And, and again, I do want to remind you, if you have a question uh, for either Jack or for James, you can just type it right into the chat and we'll certainly ask him anything uh, that you're interested in asking them. Um, and, and again, uh, you know, Jack, when it comes to he's talking about coatings or different things like this, look, muscle car builds, you know, people want everything to be nice and shiny and different things to look good. Some people just care about how they function and what they do. Uh, what all can you offer? And if I come to you with something that is completely outside of the box of what you've normally done, how well could you work with me to design something unique? Oh, that's why I come to work each morning. Well, I used to before this event, but I get, I derive more pleasure out of designing something new. Uh, for example, I got a call from a gentleman in Massachusetts. And he said, he asked me, Jack, what do you have for a horse? I said, excuse me, a horse? What is, you mean horse or what, what do we, horse, H-O-R-C-H. It's a German vehicle, he said. I said, I've never even heard of one till this moment. So he said, if I can get my hands on one, can you design one of your starters to replace this? I said, yeah, give me this starter. And I figured, well, I'll never hear anything from him again. And lo and behold, about two weeks later, starter arrives. Oh my God, what is this thing? I call him. He says, guess what? You have a horse starter. I said, oh my Lord. I said, how many of these things do you think are in the world remaining? He said, I think they count as 16. And I said, okay, fine. So work your magic, work your magic. And we sat down and we figured it out. And I sold them the starter. And it's one of those things where oftentimes you wish you'd just put a hundred dollar bill in an empty box, sent it back to them and you'd, you'd have been ahead, but that's okay. He's a friend and 
We sold him the starter and he said, the guy absolutely loves it. Shipped it back to Germany. So I thought, well, save the information. You never know. Maybe in another 20, 30 years, we'll, we'll have an opportunity to sell another one. It wasn't two months later. We got a call. Apparently, this fellow spoke to somebody that, bingo. Yeah, what do you have for a horse starter? Yes, as a matter of fact, we do. And I made money on that one. I'll promise you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, is there? That's the old saying. He wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And that, you know, you can apply that to we want heaven and we don't want to give. That's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's a great story, though, because, uh, you know, especially when you come up with a solution for one person, there's going to be someone else who might need that same solution. And now you become the guy, which is great. How about um, repairs, repairing your own products or maybe repairs. even repairing competitor yes. products? Absolutely. Our product, you absolutely, you send it in, we'll jump through hoops of fire to make it right, whether it's something simple uh, or something more difficult. Uh, you know, sometimes these fellas, they're not designed to work underwater, although uh, there's just a couple of good stories with that. <laughs> yes, we repair our own product. Uh, competitive product, uh, I'll take a look at it, but I'm not, oftentimes, even if it's a Denso knockoff, a competitive Denso knockoff unit, the components are not interchangeable. So it prohibits us from being able to come up with something that's going to be satisfactory for the customer. Uh, I mentioned the big fella coming and was on his boat. Big fella. Oh, gosh. Awfully nice guy. And he almost had tears in his eyes. And he came in and brought this starter and he said, it's been in my boat. My boat was caught fire halfway between Long Beach and Catalina Island. He said, I put out the left bank that was on fire and then the right bank caught fire. In any event, they towed it back and I had water and I just put the starter on. It was a lovely, it just worked. Tell me you can repair this starter or I can buy another one. And I said, well, you can certainly buy another one, but let's take a look at it. And it was a Marine unit. We opened it up. Try, just try as can be. No water damage at all. I said, the only thing we're going to have to do is because the pinion gear had been subjected to the salt water. I said, we'll put a new pinion gear on there. What do I owe you? I said, you gave me a nice compliment. We're even. It's done. But we have customers. I had a gentleman come in with a lunch truck, a starter for a Chevrolet. 13 years, 13 years, they're a lunch truck. If you have any ideas, probably like a U.S. vehicle, they start and stop, start and stop all day long. And this guy was going through three starters a year. 13 years, he had it on, brought it in, fixed him up, out the door he went. He says, this is amazing. 
I said, yeah, that's why a lot of our people don't like to sell our product because they can't sell another one behind it next week. So just there you go. I'm sorry again. No, no. And, and look, this is, again, we've got a lot of people that are watching here uh, with EPAR Trade Online Race Industry Week. And, and, and these things are important to know, especially the kind of service that you have, because Again, um, as a racer, if I could buy something once and it's going to work every time, well, that just means there's a lot of other things I can buy, too, because I'm not having to buy the same parts. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We even have some customers, believe it or not, uh, that do their own engine building. And what they're doing is their secret. Okay, fine. Jack. I love your starter. Okay, what do I need to do to work with you? He said, well, more importantly, can you work with me? Sell me the starter. These are my parameters, and I will design my own mounting piece. I said, that's okay by me. That way, he has a captive market. He's comfortable with that. And it's... That's fine. We have a number of people we do that with. It's okay. It's business. I like mm-hmm. to know where they go and what they're on because sometimes there's some great compliments beyond that. And we all need those on occasion. Yeah. Well, speaking of compliments, um, Joseph Warrer just said, I am, I seem sincere and genuine. We need more business like that. And Jack, if you would just talk about, um, you know, you've been married for 53 years. You've turned this into yes. a family business. Um, you know, even in your bio, it talks about your uh, your dog, uh, the best uh, black lab uh, that's out there. Uh, you know, In all of California, I might add. And James will attest to that. He has a black lab as well. Mine's, and... mine's not nearly as trained as Jack's. <laughs> <laughs> the total opposite of Jack's. Yeah. Oh, Cooper dog. He's, I got to tell you, he's glue for our family through these challenging and unprecedented times. He's, he's just, he's a clown and he's a good boy and he makes us proud. He makes us laugh. That's the best thing. That's true. Yes. Oh yeah. Dog Cooper. And a special note to Miss Judy King that Cooper says hello. <laughs> if you would pass that along for me, please. And I'm, I'm sure, uh, absolutely. And I'm sure Judy is actually watching right now as well. <laughs> so that's good. Okay. Uh, now, and, and to that, James, you know, as a customer, as a distributor, um, when people are going to do business with high torque IMI, and that's very important to a lot of people, the people you're doing business with, what are they getting? Yeah, a lot of our, I mean, it's customer service. I mean, it's hard to find. And I put that, uh, you know, if we carry a lot of different vendors, we put that as like number one, you know, you can sell whatever you want and for whatever price, but if you don't have the customer service to back it up, then there's, you know, that for us, it just doesn't even worth doing business. We've done business for many, many years and that's number one. Number one, you're going to get the customer service. If you have a problem or if you have a question, there's no doubt you can call them or email them and they're going to take care of it. And it's just, it's the best thing out there. Um, but I mean, I can, I can say time and time again, how many times it's been reliable and how many times we can, we've used them, but I've got guys from all over the world that 
are building different motors and you know some we're familiar with some we're not familiar with and it's just never been a problem if, if i say hey jack you know what would you use on this motor what would you use on that motor he would know top of his head or you know let me find out get back to me pretty quick it never had an issue with it and uh, i've always had great feedback from customers that have put them on their cars and that are at the racetrack and we get to see them use them and uh, it's just a, it's a great product what what considerations do people need to have i mean you know you were talking earlier when uh, you know you talk about the uh, being able to rotate the starter and the brackets and all of that but you know you mentioned an ls motor and let's just say i'm building a straight up LS motor, or let's say I'm building one with twin turbos or blown or something like that. How does that change what I might need when it comes to being able to actually turn that thing over and crank it? I, I can answer. So <laughs> he just wants to know if you're putting a blower motor, a supercharged motor on it versus maybe a, a turbo motor, or you've got a, a big magneto on there versus electronic just, dist, you know, distributor, you might need more torque. You might need more RPM. You know, it depends on what you're looking for and what it what the, the motor requires. It might be a, a you know more kilowatt bigger motor to fire it. It might not have a big enough one. You've decided, hey, I, I take this naturally aspirated LS motor, and now I'm I'm throwing a, a supercharger on it, and on top of that, I'm gonna throw a magneto or I'm gonna try to run a mag, you know, and um, you go to fire it, and it just does not have enough RPM speed to fire it, or you just don't have enough. So you call Jack, say, hey, Jack, I got this going on, and what do I need? And they're going to tell you, okay, you, you know, here's your options. You can go with this route or you can go this route and, you know, maybe change the tooth on the gear there, or maybe go the bigger, bigger motor and uh, you'll, you'll get where you need to go. But uh, a lot of the times that's what we specialize in is, is those guys with the supercharged applications that, that went from a naturally aspirated motor and, Hey, I'm stepping it up. You know, what are the things to consider? You know, one of those things is definitely the starter. And when it comes to that, I mean, typically, are these things we're talking about in stock type products, nothing that needs to be custom built or anything like that? If I need something turned around in a week, then then you've got it covered? Yeah, I mean, Jax, they keep a really good stock here of stuff that uh, in case you need something. Um, at Good Vibrations, we work next door. We stock everything that you see on our website, we stock. And if I need something hot, as I, they usually get it to me within yeah. the same day, if not the next day, so. We take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, that is good service. Uh, Dwayne Wagner says on the chat, Jack represents the best of America and that he cares about the customer in ways that most other businesses never come to understand. Easy to see why they are successful as they simply take care of the customer. And that goes a long way. And that is a very hard thing to find. And I think Thanks. even just, you know, talking here for the last 40 minutes or so, um, it, it, it's genuine. And, and I will say this, Jack, I mean, just in talking to you and, and, you know, even hearing James telling stories about you as well, this is something that you don't get everywhere. And I know it's appreciated by a lot of people. Oh, thank you. That's a, that's a nice compliment, but, uh, I think we have to give credit to my bride and my dog Cooper. I, <laughs> they keep me on task and, I have a great crew here and good customers. I really do. It's just uh, good customers. And I enjoy, please know if you, uh, we do starters. Christopher, my oldest son, he just designed a starter for, oh my Lord, a local city and an old fire truck. Something that a broken housing, they're done. We can't fire this thing. We, what do we do? 
somebody told them, bring, take it up to IMI. They'll make a new one for you. So we've got one sitting out front there. Fellow's going to pick up. Yep, that's what we do. I like that part of my job. Yeah, yeah solving problems. I'm yeah, sorry, go we, ahead, James. I, we had a problem with, my, I had a daily RX-8 rotary motor, and uh, it was just, <laughs> it was getting up there in miles for a rotary, which isn't much, but, uh, you know, it was, it was starting to, to really slow down. It was starting to get those hot starts, and it, it just was, was going. I was like, hey, Jack, do you got anything? He goes, nope, but, you know, pull the starter out, let me see it. So give the starter. A week later, I got a starter in my hand, put it in the car, fires right up, and then go out for a long drive, fire up again. And that's like one of the biggest fears with rotary guys is like if it, the motor starts to get hot, you know, and they try to go to fire it up, it's just dying or it just doesn't have enough RPM. It's just low. And uh, I put that starter on there, and everything was firing up great, and uh, never had a problem. And I know I had a few other guys who were like, "Where'd you get that starter?" And you know, they were at a rotary meet. All the guys get together and trying to figure it out. And I know yeah. Jack probably didn't sell a whole lot of them, but that's no, a little uh -uh. unique. But it was fun. It's <laughs> an, another notch in the belt, if you will. And I, I like notches in my belt. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James. That's a nice compliment. That was quite a challenge. I think what we wound up doing, that was a counterclockwise rotational unit. And on that engine, there was uh, RPMs was an issue. So we went to a larger diameter pinion and a higher kilowatt ratio and went to a counterclockwise. Yeah, that Still was remember. a fun project. I like those. Especially when they're for friends. It's that, yeah. That, that, I love the idea of coming up with solutions. When it comes to, you know, say the racing industry specifically, um, obviously you cover a lot of industries and pretty much anything that needs to be started. Um, what, what sectors, I mean, what, what, where are you most popular? I mean, we've talked about drag racing and all of that, you know, circle track racing. Where, where do we see a lot of um, IMI products? <sighs> Gracious everywhere <laughs> we see a lot like drag racing we see a lot um in nostalgia drag racing a lot of the guys that are running the older motors you know small blocks big blocks that are a little older generation uh, but now the ls stuff you know it's been around for a while it's just starting to creep we do into there a lot of the old burt trans stuff i don't know what else to call it but that was a unique piece uh, a story that goes with that is I presented a, a sample unit to a customer on the East Coast, and he was quite taken with the unit. And he said, my gosh, he said, uh, can you get your price down a little bit? He said, if I offered you, uh, told you I'd take 100 units, what can you do for pricing? I said, let me get back to you, uh, and I will. So I sat down and worked it out, 100 units, and called up. I said, or I called him, and I said, look, here's your price for 100 units. He said, great. He said, ship me two of them to this address. And, of course, I didn't give him the 100-lot price. He, they arrived, and he was just taken back. He said, what's this? And I said, my mistake. Where am I supposed to ship the remaining 98 pieces? And it's okay, I guess. But then he called back later again, the same guy. 
And he said, look, Jack, we really appreciate the quality of the product. Can you not possibly meet uh, the price of our current supplier? And I thought for a moment and I said, why don't we try it this way? Why don't you get your current supplier to equal the quality of the product that I offer? And I got the phone slammed down in my ear and, and that's okay. It, it really is. Uh, you, you can't be all things to all people, right? No, you, you can't. And, and, and again, there is a definite get what you pay for a lot of times. Yes, sir. And certainly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think what, uh, what you've proven here, Jack, is when someone is doing business with IMI, just exactly who they're doing business with. And they're not only going to get a quality product, but they're going to get the family behind it, providing that customer service as well. And, and gosh, it's truly Absolutely. wonderful and refreshing to talk to you this afternoon. I got, I got great guys here, Jacob and Robert and my son, Christopher. How many guys get to work with their, with one of their children? I know James gets to work with his dad, and that's, that's good to see. It is. It is. It's a lot of, lot of fun. I see the other gentlemen are on board now. <laughs> yeah. And, and Judy still hasn't arrived. What? Judy's on every morning at 6.45. Okay. 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 She's live with us in the morning. And and after that, uh, she is uh, with our production team, making sure people are in and out and making sure we run smoothly within the minutes. So she's seeing you. And I I saw a little chat that she sent. And, uh, you know, everybody knows Judy. And she's a legend. And... uh, of the portrait and and Jack again a big thank you to you uh you were one of the first company that came on board uh you know you 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 guy that you know you work with relationship and 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 and, you know and you knew Judy for many years she took good care of you and when she told you what we were doing you said Judy I'm in you know and and that's because of people like you believed in us really right there at the beginning in, in May or June 2018, uh, because when we launched Deep Trade, you know, we didn't have thousands of products and content and companies on board, and we built it one day at a time. And, and, uh, and now we're all there together, you know, putting this incredible event online live. <laughs> So thank you, Jack. We're very appreciative. Thank you, guys. I I appreciate it. It's 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 been. I gotta tell you, when when I told my wife that I had agreed to do this, she said, "My Lord, Jack, how are you gonna talk for forty five minutes to an hour?" And I, I said, "I don't know." She said, "Well, I know you well enough. You will manage." And I. But you guys made it easy. I told her I was terrified, but it was fun. It really was. I I hope uh, I hope I wasn't a disappointment to any of you guys. Or uh, never, never. This is the beauty of this this event is really yes. time to reconnect all of us with history. You know, uh, and we have an incredible. Pack of speakers, 150 
industry leaders from around the world. Jack, we have people from 110 countries watching us, you know. Uh, and uh, even in the chat this morning, we're talking about it. Uh, there's people, I think, from the Middle East asking about distribution for K1. There is a, uh, yesterday, we were, we we're in Australia, the day, this morning, we're in, in, in England. Uh, you know, later on, we're going to have people from France who talk about fuel. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really being online is, is what it's really magnificent is you have access from anywhere you are. So, uh, so that's how also we build it, this platform because we wanted to take advantage of today's world and the technology that's available, you know, in front of us. And you know, when you think of, of the, when you started IMI, think of it. I mean, you use maps when you travel, you, you, you use phone books. You didn't have a cell phone. You had the old phone that you would pick up like this. <laughs> we live in a world of Uber and Netflix ways. So we thought, you know, let's, let's take advantage of this. And uh, let's uh, come up with a better way, a faster way, a more efficient way, a more global way, a more cost-efficient yes. way uh, yes. to connect this industry all year round. That's really as simple as that. So we took all the companies uh, that we knew about, about 25,000 businesses around the globe, we put them all in one place, uh, ePortrait.com, and, uh, and we invite everybody to come and connect, you know? And so now the suppliers like you, uh, they can go on it and they can put their products. And then the the engine builders, the team, the fabricators, all the, all the machine shop, the tuners, they log in, it's, there's no e-commerce. You don't buy and sell on ePortrade. Uh, you basically connect. It's, uh, it's like the trade show of the 21st century accessible from wherever you are. So you can tell your wife, Jack, that you uh, basically are up to the speed of the technologies of today's world. Thank you. You guys, you guys this, was, this was quite a treat for me. Thank you. And, all the fellows listening, I hope I didn't embarrass myself to my own guys or any of you, you. You're a delight. You are a pleasure to work with. Registering on ePartrade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePartrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.